welcome to the Happy Me Project Podcast, the space where self-development doesn't have to be fancy and we take the bullshit out of positive mindset. My name is Holly Matthews and I am a former TV actress, a self-development coach and the founder of the Happy Me Project, which is not only this podcast, but it is a no-nonsense life coaching membership and a best-selling, award-winning book, which you can get on Amazon, Waterstones, WH Smith, and all the places that you can buy books. Welcome to today's episode, where we will be discussing that voice that we have in our heads. So grab a cuppa, pull up a chair, and let's have a chat. So over the last few days, I have been encouraging myself, and it is an encouragement, to read and learn and grow and all of the things that we would like to hope that we are doing all of the time. But sometimes we drop the ball and we're not doing that stuff. And so I've really been focusing on learning and reading more and bringing in more knowledge. Now with that comes all of the thoughts. When I start reading and learning and yeah, doing this stuff, my brain is ignited. So I do feel very heartily sorry for anybody that is around me over the next few weeks because they're about to get a a brain dump of information. They will get an info dump, they will get some monologues and um, yeah, it's a lot. It is a lot, it's a lot to cope with. You know, you've, you've got to choose the right people to be around that can cope with that anyhow. I'm gonna share some of it with you guys as well. And one of the things that has been coming up for me over my my last week of learning and thinking and growing and all of the stuff is really refocusing on what messages we are programming into our brains with the things that we say. Now I have a whole chapter in my book, The Happy Me Project, A No-Nonsense Guide to Self-Development, little ad for you there. Whole chapter talking about watching your mouth and the things that you say, but I think it's worth revisiting over and over again. That inner critic, that voice in your head, whether it is a critic or whether it is something positive, that is what will shape how you show up every day. So when we're talking about an inner critic, for those of you that have stumbled on this podcast, never heard that phrase or thoughts or whatever, um, an inner critic is simply the, the more negative side of that internal voice that we hear. And no, it may not be super clear how you hear that voice, but it might be something like um, the minute you try to do a certain thing or the minute you get dressed in the morning, you might hear some critique or you might find yourself feeling uncomfortable about yourself. And that voice then means that we take or do not take action. So if I'm sat there and I'm saying to myself, Holly, you're an idiot. You never do this podcast enough and you don't do it enough. And and it's, you know, people won't care about it and there's no point doing it because it won't be very good and you're gonna sound stupid anyway and you, you never edit it enough and you're always mumbling and stuttering and stumbling. So everybody's gonna hate it, right? If I had that going on in my head, then I would not be recording this podcast, as you well know, because some of those things, the stuttering and stumbling through and the not editing very much, they're true. Uh, if If I started to believe the negative side of that voice, then I just wouldn't show up, I wouldn't do the thing ever. However, I have largely turned the negative voice into a compassionate voice because I really do try to like all of me, even the bits that are a bit rough around the edges and a bit messy and a bit imperfect. I like all of myself. 
and eat. That doesn't mean we, we stop growing, but what it does mean is that we are compassionate when we drop the ball. I'm compassionate to myself when I don't show up and do a podcast. I'm compassionate to myself when I stutter and stumble over my words. I'm compassionate. I'm kind. I also recognize the value in some of that stuff, you know, the anticipation of this podcast. Oh, when will she do it? It's a surprise. That's what I like to do for you guys. The stuttering and stumbling, you know what? It also allows you guys to know that you can be human, you can show up and it doesn't have to be goddamn perfect. It can just be showing up being there and I recognize that there will be good in all of that stuttering and stumbling and sometimes that's how I find the most brilliant of points that I come up with by stuttering and stumbling. So the negative voice, if we can if we can look at that more clearly and we can listen to what's going on for us, we can begin to shift to change and to move it to something more compassionate and something that's going to be useful for us. Because let's be really honest here, the critical voice doesn't work in terms of if we are super critical and we almost, you know, if you imagine like some awful PT, I know there's some lovely PTs out there in the world, I know many, but I'm talking about, you know, the old school, like imagine like some like sergeant major, get those knees up and shouting at you, do the thing, right? Whistling at you like you're in the army or something, right? For most of us, we will have the absolute opposite effect of actually making us do anything. If somebody started shouting at me and telling me, Holly, do the thing, I would not respond favorably. I would dig my heels in. I would absolutely rebel. I have a natural rebellious streak in me. It's not happening. Most of us don't want to be shouted at or told off. I'm sure you can remember a teacher at school or a critical parent or a critical adult when you were younger who made you feel small. Did it make you want to be brilliant at the thing? I don't think it does. Shame and being critical of someone doesn't make them want to try, doesn't make them want to make the mistakes that allow us to grow. So I can remember Mrs. Henderson, my math teacher, maybe she will someday find this. She was super critical of me um, when it comes to maths and her way of teaching. I'm sure she did it with the best intention. I don't think she was a horrible person. I'm sure she had people and know that she will have people have had people that loved her dearly. But her way of teaching was very, very old school. And it was if you um, if you struggled with something, you would get up to the front of the class and do that maths work in front of everybody. Now, as somebody who not only has diagnosed ADHD, which a lot of us ADHD people struggle with things that like that, that have many steps, I really struggle with maths and I will fully admit that. And I know we're talking about language and I'm categorically saying I struggle with something. Um, I have changed this over the years. I've said I find it challenging, of course I do. Um, but I've tried really hard with maths and I continue to try it. I don't stop trying. I even have an app downloaded on my phone for mental arithmetic. It's, I can't think of anything worse, but every now and then I do go on it and, and, and have a little go again, right? So I'm not stopping my learning. However, it isn't something that comes easy to me. And when I was at school, I really found it hard. I missed a lot of school as well because I was a TV actress at the time. So I would come into school and I would just avoid maths like the plague. And this teacher would shame me. She would shame me every time she would make me stand up to the point where I just stopped asking. I didn't want to look stupid in front of my peers. I didn't want to do it. And she made me feel small. For some of us, we have a Mrs. Henderson sat in our head, criticizing ourselves, criticizing our every move, being unkind, shaming us. And what does it do? 
Does it make us want to thrive in all areas? No, it does exactly the same as it did for me. It makes us feel crap. It makes us feel small. It doesn't make us want to try anymore because we don't want to feel stupid. We avoid pain. We want to go towards pleasure and pleasure will be in other things. And it will not be doing the things necessarily that we need to do to move ourselves forward if the critical voice in our head is too loud. So what the hell can we do? You might have noticed already you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh shit, yep, Mrs. Henderson in my head, my Mrs. Henderson's loud and she's not being very kind to me or he's not being very kind to me. The first step is absolutely just acknowledging that that's what's going on. You might want to then find out what areas trigger which, which areas are the most noisy? Like maybe it's when you're doing work. Maybe it's when you don't want to speak up in, an, in a meeting at work. Maybe it's as a parent. Oh my God, that is the most triggering for me. As a parent, the being feeling guilty all of the time, being a parent, that's my most triggering critical voice in my head. And I have to constantly silence that noise. So firstly, notice it notice what triggers it and then look at how can we soften the language how can I change what I'm saying to myself in my head and make it softer so let's say that one of your criticisms in your head is I'm a crap mom I'm a terrible mom I'm a shouty mom right I'm sometimes a shouty mom and I don't like it I don't like that about myself I try really hard okay <laughs> it's difficult being a parent. I love my kids so much. They're amazing people. I gush about them. I think they're fantastic. And they're also sometimes little assholes. Just like I am sometimes a little asshole or a massive asshole, right? Because we're all imperfect. And sometimes I find it really triggering. And let's say we have a blowout in our house and there's an argument ensues and you know as a parent I go into threatening to take their iPads off them for three years and all of the bullshit that we say as parents even though we're trying really hard and then I have some quiet time and then that critical voice will get really loud to me and, and then we'll say things like you're a crap parent you're going to mess them up you're messing them up in a way they're going to speak to a therapist about and they're they're going to hate you and you're going to have a horrible relief and this is the noise that I hear in my head I know I'm not alone in this that's why I'm sharing it with you because I know that some of you guys have felt these same same kind of things coming up for you so what I really practice doing, and it's so hard, and it might not be right in the moment, maybe I need a moment to just bring myself down to this, but in that moment, once I've calmed after that, I will, I will say to myself, you're doing the best that you can. It's really hard being a parent. You're doing the best that you can. And even in your moments of not being your best self, you're teaching your children lessons and if you can be compassionate to yourself and you know come back from those moments so if we have an argument or we you know the kids aren't great and I'm not great and it's one of those parenting moments if I can come back and say look this is where I didn't get it right you know I, that doesn't mean that you should do that but this is where I was at fault here and I can apologize I'm teaching my kids lessons and so I give myself a moment of compassion and understanding I give myself a moment to recognize that me shaming myself is not going to help me to show up for my kids in a better way. So listen to your inner critic or that voice in your head and notice where is it kind and where is it not? And notice whether you can turn down the noise of that critic and just make the language a lot nicer. Remember that your mind is like a computer. What you program into it is what you are going to get out. And every time we say something critical, our brain is seeking for more 
more evidence to back that up. Another little tip for you. Often when we are in our heads, we will ask ourselves why questions. Why am I like this? Why am I such a shit parent? Now, why questions, your brain will answer those questions in a very simple format. If you say, why am I, why am I a crap parent? I'm using that as an example, but let me think of another one. Why, why, um, why do I always get overlooked for a promotion? Right, that might be one. Maybe you, you just over, you get you feel like you're getting overlooked. Why do I always get overlooked for the promotion? Do you know what your brain will say? Your brain will instantly seek out to find the most negative response to that. The most simple negative response. Why do I always get overlooked for that promotion? Because you're stupid and you're crap at your job. Why am I such an awful parent? Because you are, and you will continue to be that because you're shit and shouty, right? <laughs> shit and shouty, oh God. Um, right, so when we ask ourselves why questions, our brain will come up with something much more negative and limited. But if we ask ourselves what or how questions, our brain will equally seek things out, but in a much more open way and in a way that is seeking solutions. So if I ask myself, rather than why am I such a shit parent, which case my brain will say, because you are, you're a loser, you're a failure, right? If I say, how can I be the best parent that I can be? my brain will equally come up with solutions. So it might say you could be more organized or um, you could take a step back once in a while. Maybe you could do some meditation. <laughs> I don't know, right? Um, or let's say it's why am I over always being overlooked for that promotion? Your brain's instantly gonna go because you're a loser and a failure and you're not enough, right? And you're crap at your job and your boss hates you, right? These might be what the negative voice is gonna give you. However, you can say, you could change it, shall I say, to what do I have to do to get this promotion? Or how can I be the best version of me in my job? How can I get that promotion? And then your brain's gonna go, okay, let me just go through my Google search in your brain of some ideas and your brain's gonna come up with things. Well, maybe I could speak to my boss and ask, you know, what, what would I need to be doing to move myself up? I can let them know that I, that's where I wanna be heading. Perhaps I can go and do a course in something and, and gen up on some new knowledge, but your brain will be looking for different answers. When we are in this very stuck, narrow mindset, our brain just comes up with the most basic and negative and quite frankly, obvious, nasty solutions. So let's just stop doing that. Let's do that. Let's collectively right now. How about we give ourselves permission to not be complete assholes to ourselves should we just decide it i'm totally up for it now if you do need more support on this and this kind of work i do have a membership right i know this is not for everybody some of you just want to stay here that's cool as well right zero judgment you know where you're at however some of you want some regular check-ins and one thing I know about self-development is that it is the regular stuff, regularly showing up, regularly hearing the same message over and over again. Our brain loves repetition. When we do that, we start to find that we move forward in things. The membership, it's open to you guys, okay? If you listen to this and you're like, I do wanna do something, listen, this is your sign, this is your nudge, go and do it. The links are gonna be below this. It is a 20 pound a month membership. You can pay six months in advance, you can pay a year in advance. I know for some of you, you'd rather go, right, I'm committed. If I pay, I'm committed. And I get that. And actually, you know, from a financial point of view, and this is, please don't think this is any kind of hard sell. You will be there or you won't. And I have, you know, I don't put any pushy sales stuff. You'll be there if you can afford to and you want to and all of that. And you see the value in it, more importantly. However, I do know that when I give away free stuff, that sometimes people don't do the stuff. 
right? Some of you will, okay? I'll give you that, but a lot of us don't. I can tell you, oh my God, so many courses that I have downloaded that have been free. And I get a lot of free stuff because of my social media stuff. And do I do the free stuff? No, no, I don't. And that's an awful thing to admit, but free learning and all of that stuff, I often don't do it because there isn't the kind of hit on the pocket. There isn't the sting of, oh, I'm also paying for it. That makes that makes me show up. When I know I've invested, I also feel like I'm getting more because why would somebody be giving something to, for free? That's how you almost see it. I'm not saying that's true because I do give a lot of stuff away for free. This podcast is free to you guys. I literally pay for this podcast, which is wild, isn't it? Um, you know, it's free stuff on social media. But there is something different in showing up for yourself and committing yourself to something where you go, no, I'm going to invest in myself. I'm going to show up because I've paid for it as well. And we see the value in that. There's something psychological in it, is what it is. Anyway, my little spiel over. However, as I say, the membership is open for you. We do group coaching sessions once a month via Zoom. That's the bigger overseeing uh, topic we will be talking about. Over the last few months, we've done things on uh, the masks we wear was last, uh, was October's topic, the masks we wear, our shadow work, so the, the parts of ourselves that we're not that comfortable with, and we looked at all of that. We've done anxiety stuff. Next month, we are talking about social anxiety. In December, we are looking at how to not have a shit Christmas is the title I've come up with, and that will be talking about everything from relationships to the pressure of money and all of the stuff around the mindset of the the, the holiday time, even if you don't celebrate Christmas, that time of year can be a lot for people. So we'll be talking about that. We also do daily live sessions in the Facebook group that's attached to it. And even if you don't love Facebook, I know some of you think it's shit or you're far too young to give a shit or even know what it is. However, it's really good for groups. So even if you don't use Facebook very much at all or don't have one, get it to hang out in the group because the group itself is full of really cool people who get it, who are decent, who've probably been through some shit and they support each other and celebrate each other and all of that stuff. So I go live in there every day pretty much every day, now and then I get a day off, you know, and, um, or if I'm on holiday, or all of that stuff, but you'll always know what's going on in there, and we do everything from meditations, to tapping sessions, to pick, picking certain topics that we'll talk through each day, so I'm trying to think what this week has been, what have we had this week, actually we've had guests in this week, so we also have guest speakers that come in, some we have celebrities that come in and share their story and their journey through mental health stuff, um, or we have specific people like menopause coaches, sex and intimacy coaches, sleep experts, we've had it all, and I'm always interested in bringing new people in to the membership to share their journey, so we have regular guest speakers, you also get access to all of my self-study courses, and I'm sure there's other stuff and I can't even think of anything. This month we're celebrating because October is one year of the membership and shit man, one year of watching people absolutely thrive has blown my mind and I've seen people really achieve some big stuff and it doesn't need to be on paper big stuff, I'm talking like big stuff as in they've stopped letting people walk all over them or they have walked out of a job that they hated into a brand new job they love or they've um, they've been able to, one of my beautiful members has been able to eat in front of colleagues and that was huge, like that was such a big deal and she's been able to socialise and do loads of things like that and like just there's some amazing wins in there. Anyway, I will shush about this but 
If that's something that you want to look at, the link will be below. Just drop me a message. Tell me you came from the podcast, all of that stuff. I will welcome you in with open arms and um, all of that stuff. So guys, this is the end of the podcast. I want to hear how you have found your inner critic over the last week. And if that inner critic is starting to become an inner cheerleader, that's what we want, right? We want someone championing us through all of the stuff, not some little asshole that's going to be unkind to us. There's enough of the assholes in the world. We don't need to be an asshole to ourselves. So guys, I will see you on next episode, whenever that is. I don't know when it's going to be. You don't know, but isn't it exciting? Who will know when it will be, when I get the time or the whatever. It doesn't matter. This is how, this is really how I'm finishing the podcast. I mean, I'm sure you are on other podcasts where they like finish it with some like sexy like ending, but this is actually just it. See ya. Peace.